Hello and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Huello. Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, we want to make sure you know how much we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and being a part of our podcast family. If you enjoy what we do, please take a moment to share your favorite episode with someone. It really does help our podcast grow. Good morning, everyone. I don't want to mess around today. I have a very serious and very scary cryptid story to tell you. Mm, It's about a strange creature in Ohio. No one really knows what it is. No one knows where it came from, and they certainly don't know how it evolved on this planet. Now, I've talked about intelligent, evolved octopus beings that evolved on this planet, much like we did. Very congenial, intelligent octopi people who can mimic the human appearance and appear normal to us and walk among us. Now, these creatures evolved in the ocean and learned to adapt to land. But they mainly prefer living in an aquatic environment. But what if I told you there was a camouflaged land octopus out there in the world. And it was actually living and breathing air and blending right into the surroundings in Ohio. Of course, you'd say I was insane. Say I'm making it up. We captured one. That's right. We've captured one. And in a matter of a few days, you will see an actual example of this captured land octopus. It is so different from any mollusk or octopus, or squid, anything in that family. Nothing is like this. They are so smooth and fluid. Their joints and their tentacles are so limber and so pliable. They're like living, breathing shapeshifters, and they blend 
right into the environment around them. Octopus with their strange bodies, a brain with tentacles flaring off in every direction, are amazing creatures. But a land octopus is something a little different. They had to adapt to being on land and not dry out in the process, sucking in air through their gills or their lungs, not a problem. They adapted to that quite quickly, but keeping their tentacles well lubricated, flexible in a dry, airy environment, especially in the heat of the summer now that was a challenge, so they developed a scale-like armor, almost like a micro-thin shell around their bodies, and it literally cracks when they walk. We are in the middle of seeing an evolutionary process that is not complete. It's not true armored plating like a lobster or a shrimp where it's articulated, even like on a spider or a bug where it moves with your legs. The joints are articulated so that the tentacles can move easily. No, this micro-thin I'm talking microscopic, thin layer of dry, scaly skin that covers the entire shell, the, the entire body of the octopus like, like a shell. It dries and it forms and the octopus stays motionless. But the minute it moves. Even a single tentacle, even the slightest movement, and it crinkles, and it crunches, and it cracks, and it makes amazing sounds. Sounds you've never heard in the animal. And when one of these creatures is pursuing a small bird or a small rodent, like a squirrel or a mouse or a mole, they hear it coming. They hear it running towards them. They're so fast, crinkling, crackling, crunching across the ground, across the leaves. It sounds like leaves, something running across dry leaves in the fall. And then it's upon you. It pounces. It bites you with its thick, hard-shelled beak. Pierces the creature, wraps around it, and constricts like a boa. And squeezes the life out of the creature. Bleeding it open, 
suffocating it, strangulating it. The creature dies five different ways. Blood loss as it sucks the fluids from the creature's body. Like a living vampire. Suffocation. The tentacles wrap around the nose. The nostrils covered. The mouth clenched, shut, wrapped tight with the tentacles. Constriction as it wraps around the creature's jugular veins. Cutting off oxygen to the brain. It was perfectly formed to kill both reptiles bird and mammal alike. Snakes are a preferred dietary treat for these land octopus. And you would wonder why. Wouldn't a snake do well being able to possibly be of the constrictor family? A constrictor snake, it bites and it wraps its body around its head to protect it. In this case, it is a terrible disadvantage against the land octopus. The constrictor tries to bite the one outstretched, targeting tentacle. It wants the snake to bite for two different reasons. One, if the snake is poisonous and a viper, the octopus wants to get a bite. It wants envenomated. They use the snake venom to strengthen their own resistance to poisons, and they in turn use that poison to genetically modify the strength of their own. This creature is so toxic, it developed over time the ability to resist the poisons and toxins of reptiles and snakes and use it in its own blood system to fend off potential predators. Many a bear and a wolf would bite down hard on a land octopus, smashing it in their jaws, in their scissor-like teeth, cutting it and shredding it asunder, only to have the vicious fluids, the blood, and juices of the octopus poison them from within, striking them dead before they even could gobble the meal up. They aren't big. Their size is still a mystery. How big, how large, what is the, the maximum size of these creatures? The one we captured, of course, was very small. The one that you'll see soon, that I'll show you on the other channel. That one is very small, only about a foot in diameter. No, a foot in length. The diameter would be about a foot round if you spread out all eight of its tentacles. But it's still not a mature specimen, so we have no idea how big this creature may achieve in size. 
But I forgot to tell you, they also like to lure snakes into biting the tips and the edges of their tentacles that they fish out to lure the snake into biting them. And you might say, why? Because if it's a constrictor, the snake bites down on the tentacle, wraps around, and makes itself an easy capture, an easy meal for the octopus. They wrap and pull and stretch the snake out amongst the many tentacles on their body. And then they pull it into their vicious beak and snap the little snake literally in half, decapitating it almost immediately voraciously eating it from one end to the next. They are a highly intelligent and dangerous creature. We don't think they've ever preyed on human beings, but if they wanted to, they'd be a deadly, deadly foe. You see, the mammal is perfectly suited for its attack especially a human being. Though we have hands to try to fight back and pull it off of our bodies, the suckers grip and grasp, and it locks around your throat, slowly constricting you. It bites one of your juggler veins open below the constricting tentacles, and it begins to feast on the blood and nourishment of your body, literally cutting off your brain from half of its blood supply while the other tentacles wrapped around your neck right above the beak are constricting and cutting off the rest of the supply. You've literally been garroted and tourniquet at the same time. The tentacles have reversed hooks on them, so as they dig deeper, they dig as you pull them, they dig deeper into the skin, into your flesh. The only way to properly remove the octopus is to get to the very end and pull it forward and out to release the barbs. And these suction cups just dig deeper and deeper and deeper, like hooks like little fanged teeth just digging deeper and deeper in as you struggle and pull and tear at them damaging your own neck some creatures have ripped the octopus from their throats only to find out that they have literally killed themselves by eviscerating their own arteries in the process it's a terrible way to die, but it's a quick, quick and rather <laughs> painless way to go. You don't last long. It's over very quickly. And while all that's going on, they're trying to jam their tentacles over your mouth, up into your nose, all over your nostrils and eyes to blind you choke you, 
cut you off from your air supply. A vicious creature that knows the biology of its victim well. If you ever see one attack a lizard or a squirrel, it's mm, horrendous, to say the least. The head of the small creature is completely enveloped by the tentacles crickling, crackling, crunching, squeezing down, plugging off the creature's vision, breath, and maw to protect itself. The next thing you see is the deadly beak getting in position on the neck below the wrapped tentacles around its neck and head, and then it pierces down bleeding the poor little creature out. As I've said before, I've seen creatures scratch and strike and cause damage to the octopus. They heal very fast. It's not a mutation like Wolverine where he you know, gets a cut or shot and it just heals immediately. But the octopus how it blends into its environment, how it makes this razor-thin shell to keep it from drying out, how it needs and craves the liquids in other creatures to supply its own body with nourishment and fluid to keep itself flexible. That same process has taken the skin and allowed it to be very quickly healing. You cut or sever even a tentacle and the octopus immediately starts to heal. It dries over the break to keep itself from losing further fluids and it starts to heal and grow out a new section of tentacle. The skin heals so fast. It's not like literally right before your eyes, but the glazing over, the scarring, and then the quick healing underneath begins. And that outer layer, that outer skin, turns into an armor, that razor-thin crust that will eventually flake off, and the scar will be erased. It's almost like it rebuilds the body out. And as it does it, the scars, the cuts, the scrapes, the scratches, the bites that it receives, they just flake off the body, eventually disappearing completely. And it goes from inside out. A fang of a snake penetrating the tentacle, even passing completely through an arm of the octopus. No problem. It will start to heal both sides on the way out, slowly one ring, one little layer at a time until all of the damage from the bite is completely pushed out and all new skin and flesh and muscle replaces it. A strange, strange creature 
we have been studying the healing factor of these creatures, the blending cells that allow it to perfectly assimilate to the nature around it. This is beyond anything you've seen in sci-fi movies like Predator, where technology turns you invisible in your environment. These creatures literally look like part of nature around you. If one is at head level hunting for a human body, someone to eat, to drain, to fill its fluid dietary needs, there's not much we can do. You won't see it coming. You'll hear the crack, the snap, the crackles, the crinkles of the tentacles as they spring from the tree branch that it is sitting near you. You'll hear it glide across the air, the crunching, cracking of the tentacles as they get into position to land and attack. And once it lands, all of that broken, cracked skin, the sharp, razor-sharp suction cups under the arms will start to grind, dig, travel around, roping you into position. You might stand a chance if you can pull it away fast enough, but if you don't, one arm, as you pull it away, just makes room for another arm, and another, and another. There's eight coming at you from eight, literally eight different directions. It's hoping you grab one. Now that hand is out of the way. It hopes you grab another tentacle. That arm is occupied. Occupied. <laughs> As you're holding the two arms, trying to pull it away, the other six have all wrapped tightly around your face and neck. And it's time to have a drink to celebrate. Hmm. Your best bet? Grab a tentacle in each arm and pull and hope that you can disable the creature enough, shock its system enough, cause enough fluid loss in the creature that it may let you go. Sadly, if they've severed your carotid artery on one side of your neck, you may win the battle by killing the creature, by literally tearing it asunder, bleeding it out, causing too much damage for it to heal. But you'll lose the war. You're going down eventually, whether it's from the creature or blood loss. And I'm sorry to tell you this. I feel it's a no-win situation when you've been bitten. And forgive me, unless you have medical attention immediately, standing right there, your chances of survival are slim to none. I know this isn't a fun subject, but cryptids aren't always 
scary, spooky ghosts and strange creatures running around in the woods. Sometimes they're deadly, very deadly creatures set to destroy. But luckily, they are a rare creature, only seen in the hills of southeastern Ohio, in the Appalachian Mountains. They may go as far south as the peninsula of West Virginia and slightly into western Pennsylvania, but as far as we know, they've only been discovered and documented and captured in southeast Ohio. Maybe the Ohio River is a natural barrier to their progression. We don't know. There is more studying to be done, and we need your if you've ever been alone in the woods and felt you were being watched, eyes were upon you, and no matter where you looked, you saw nothing. You thought it might be a Bigfoot, or a bird, a predator, or a large cat. I know mountain lions and bobcats in Ohio can be extremely dangerous and frightening, and they love to find these octopus waiting in the woods, waiting in a tree, up high on a branch, just waiting for prey. Because they love the taste of that octopus, and they crave it. They sometimes, I think, set themselves up to be attacked. I don't know what it is about cats and their claws, and their reactions, and how they do it. Their ears are like satellite dishes. They focus. They know the octopus is there. And when they hear that crack, when they hear that crunching, they spring and the octopus literally lands completely in their path of their outstretched claws of their front paws, their mouth wide open with their own teeth exposed. And the cat makes short order of the octopus. A delicacy to be sure. Something to hone their skills on. Something to prove who the actual apex predator is. Cats love to kill for pleasure. And killing an octopus is its greatest reward. The proof of the master hunter. Dogs? Sadly, no. Wolves, coyotes, the black bear? No. They are the preferred prey of the octopus because they are just not built genetically. They have not evolved to handle such a creature's attack. They literally, with their long snouts, are perfect prey for the octopus attack. They come down on the dog. They lure it in by scratching branches. The dog hears it, comes close to investigate. And before it knows it, it's been attacked. Its neck is wrapped. Its nostrils, mouth closed. The shape of the dog, the bear, is just too perfect for it. 
and when it realizes what's going on, it's too late. And it's very, very sad to see. I think I've waxed on enough about this strange, weird Ohio cryptid. I hope you enjoyed this tale. I know I enjoyed talking to you about it. And I can't wait in just a couple of days' time to show you an actual specimen. It's going to be quite amazing to show you. I can't wait for you to see it. Until then, please stay safe. Keep your collar up. Keep your neck card handy. And keep your eyes open. But most of all, listen for the crunching, crackling noise of something running, leaping, jumping across those dry fall leaves. Like a squirrel running across the crust of dry snow towards you. If it's running away, do not fear. But if it's running towards you, put your hands up around your head and run. Run for your life. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Hueo. Please take a moment to share this podcast with someone who might enjoy it and to rate or review it on your podcast player of choice. Those small things only take a few minutes and they really do help our podcast grow. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library videos online at youtube.com slash Links to connect with us on social media and to take a look at our merchandise can be found in the show notes. The theme song Atlantis is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tiradohueo at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels and his entire staff, thank you.